is 30 Podcast. I'm your host, Jernique, and happy Monday. Shout out to all of the people who are out there listening. Um, we're still in quarantine life, and unfortunately, James is not here. I don't know. He might be joining us later, but James is not here. But we do have a special guest today, and his name is Xavier. Um, so, Xavier, say hey to the people. People, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Um, so I just have a few questions. We have a specific topic we want to talk about today, but I have some questions to like get us started. You cool with that? No problem. Okay. So how, how, how old are you? Um, 29 years old. Okay. Um, have you ever listened to an episode of the This Is 30 podcast? Um, no, I kind of, um, while you was interviewing my sister, I kind of got the feel of how your show is, but okay. I haven't got a chance to see. But from that, you can kind of say I kind of watched the episode with my sister. Okay. So um, for those of you listening, um, Xavier is Ariel's sister, and she's been on the show twice before. Um, I'm her brother. I mean, sorry, damn. Listen to me. <laughs> um, her brother. And she's been on the show twice. Um, she was on Daddy Issues and superwoman syndrome episode and she was also on like our episode recently when we talked about like the coronavirus and things of that nature um so just overall speaking like with quarantine and all of this stuff that's going on in the world how are you doing right now i'm doing i'm trying to i'm trying not to let this like try not to let the virus hinder me from living the life uh, i was living beforehand Obviously, things change because we have governor's rules and regulations to follow. Um, I don't know if you're in Jersey. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just listening, listening to the governor's rules as best as I can. Like, you know, get outside when I can. Well, I have to be outside, but right, right. but you know, what I'm saying, just trying to be normal as possible. Just go shop, do what I got to do, and just enjoy time. Okay. Yeah, I'm a teacher, so like I felt like a lot of the 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 brunt of what's going on. Like schools have been closed, and um, we got to follow these guidelines. Yeah. Um. So. What I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From home. Um. So just to give you like a little brief, um, I guess I, I guess I'm giving you like a little um, history of what the This Is Thirty podcast is. It's um, a podcast um, that I created um, when I turned 30 because I think that 30 is like this kind of um, taboo age where like people expect you to have your life together and have things in place. You know, you should have your kids, you should be married, blah, blah, blah. All your your T's need to be crossed and your I's need to be dotted by the time we're 30. But that's not what's happening right now. so because you are 29, I want to know, um, what are you expecting as you approach? When are you turning 30? Uh, next March. Okay. And what are you expecting from life? Like when you turn 30? What am I expecting from life when I turn 30? Yeah. Like, do you have any specific goals like in place? Um, you know, or just like things that you like you want to hit by the time you reach 30? Well, first and foremost, I still want to be on this earth breathing by the time I'm 30. That's, That's first point. and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, two, now, nah, I don't I don't feel pressure 
to like hit anything by the age of 30 because like you said the age of 30 is very taboo mm-hmm. like just because i'm 30 and you know i don't got a wife kids house all that that doesn't label me as like oh xavier don't got his shit together right. first of all it's not people people focus so much on the destination and not the journey you got to realize the journey don't like some people's journeys start later than others. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know, like one thing I um shoot, one of my friends showed me. They was just like, look at look at like um look at look at Morgan Freeman and Samuel L. Jackson. Look how successful actors they are. Their careers didn't pop off until they were like 47. Right. Right. You know? Now look at them. You get what I'm saying? Right. So you have like, to kind of be patient. Yeah, be patient. Your blessing will come to you when it's supposed to come. Everybody's just like, everybody's like, oh, by this age, I got to get that. By this age, I got to get that. By that, 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 that. But it's just like, yo, if you don't hit that by that age, like, it's not, it's not the end of the world. You're still alive. You still got your health. You still, you still have your dream in mind. You're not, you're not, um, like, you still have your dream set, your goals in front of you. You're still not willing to quit on it, right? So just keep going. So what it's gonna take you a few years. At least you could say or, or 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 if it never happens, at least you could say you can never you never gave up on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So would you I guess you would say that you're not a by this age kind of guy. You do have goals, but it's not linked to a specific age. Yep. Hell no. Like it's not. Because mm. at the same time, like, you know, um like I, I don't stress about like timelines uh, but at the same time life is short life could be taken away from you at any moment so it's just like i i take the i slow down I, like i slow down for certain things and aspect and like what was that phrase take the time to smell the roses okay you know what i mean now like, like, I, like hmm? so my question for you is like if you don't really use a timeline um because i i'm just gonna like um bring some gender stuff into here because i feel like when it comes to men and women women have a a very timeline centered uh goal planning system and men really don't so how do you set goals for yourself um if you don't necessarily use a timeline like how do i set goals Mm -hmm. or age timeline you know whatever when I set a goal, it's just, just like I, I look at how realistic the goal is and what's typically like the timeline. Like, hmm, it's hard to explain because I think different. I, I, I think I think weird. Some people think I think weird. So it's like when I set a goal for something, I'm just like, all right, first of all, X, is it realistic? Right. How much effort and time is it going to take? All right. Can you get it done now? tomorrow next week or whatnot and if not what are you doing to make sure that you don't fall off or just give up on that goal you know what i'm saying so like i had so like last year i had a few goals right i said look i'm gonna get myself a car and i'm gonna fix my credit and i'm gonna try to move on in my career like move on to like the next step i achieved those goals and each one of those goals, I set a timeline, but I but not like nothing too strict. So it's just like at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of 2019, I say, yo, by the end of it, 
I want a new car. But if I don't get it in 2020, what am I going to do to make sure I stay on top of that goal? Mm -hmm. So it's just like I'm not beating myself up that I didn't get it. Right. I did get it. But if I didn't, I wouldn't like be killing myself over it. I'll just be looking like, what was my plan moving towards it in 2019? And how can I capitalize on it? Mm. Like today, so. That's no, a really sure. like healthy, that's a really healthy process because I feel like, um, like you said, you won't beat yourself up about it. And then like you can reassess maybe what um, mistakes you made or what moves you didn't make to reach that goal. So then you just, you know, you take it as a learning experience. So next year I'm going to do this. So that yeah. I do, I do need it. Um, yeah, a, lo- a loss is true. A loss is only a loss if you ain't learned from nothing. That's very true. Um, so you did mention career. So I didn't want to tell everybody in the beginning, but you are a police officer, correct? Yep. Okay. And can you tell us which department you work for? I work for East Orange. Okay. Um, like, how long have you been a cop? About two and a half years now. Okay. And do you do you feel weird about talking about your um your job? Sometimes because well, multiple reasons. One, everybody hates us. Mm-hmm. And one uh, it's like one, the current climate. Two, everybody and they whole mama has a story about when they came in interaction with it with a cop um like i said everybody hates us but the biggest thing is it's just like everybody will hate me based off of a situation off of another cop you get what i'm saying right they have a taste in their mouth and then you just got the people that just be in trouble with the law 24 7 and just hate every they hate all law enforcement right so um I know you already mentioned the hate, but dang, I had a question that was just on my brain. Um, No, actually, this is what I wanted to say. My friend, when I was growing up, I had a friend and she actually went to OLHC too. And her dad was a cop. And I remember um, her having to like call her father, like by his first name when he came around the school, because she didn't want, um, or he didn't want anybody to know like you know basically their relation even though like everybody knew that was her father there was a certain you know way she addressed him so that i guess it didn't look too too close in the public so when i asked you um how you feel about talking about your occupation i was curious to know if like if it also affects you in that way where you just i guess you said everybody hates you but you just don't you don't like speaking on it for like privacy reasons yeah. Okay. It just depends. Like if you if you if you know you know you, you know my sister, you know you went to Ali Help a Christian too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so and she and she you know, she gave me a heads up, so I figured, you know, my sister um trusts you enough to give her two cents on the show more than once. I figured, you know what, let me just <laughs> Yeah, and um I want to ask some real questions, but like, you know, be as open and honest as you want to be. Um, oh, um, I was going to hold nothing back. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, what inspired you to be a cop? As cliche as it sounds, I wanted to make my neighborhood better. And I wanted to show the youth that a black man, like somebody that looks just like them, 
and do something positive in their own community or try to give back to their own community without like a lot of a lot of kids growing up around here they think the only two ways to get out is either rapping sports you know what i'm saying actually three rapping sports or trapping right but you know what i'm saying you could you can you can make an honest living out here right you know? Um, so you, you, you're from East Orange and you serve East Orange. Mm-hmm. Would you have been willing to serve any community as a police officer or you really wanted to serve East Orange? It would have been, and it, I would have, I would have liked to serve any community. I'm a believer of make the most of where you at. Okay. And, um, is the, how was that process done? Like, do you get to pick your city or is it picked for you? Like you just got lucky? Nah, it's just nah, it's just it depends. Some depend on residency. Um others you have to take a certain test okay. to get in. Some some fall under civil service, other falls under Chiefstown. Um so it, it's just like whatever their um whatever their guidelines is you have to follow and like they send you certifications and then from there you um you interview with them and then you, and then they send you to an academy. Okay. Um, so what is like, I grew up in East Orange too. And, um, I, I feel like East Orange is like a city that's riddled with a, a little bit of crime. It's, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty tough community. So what's like a typical day on the, the streets of East Orange? A typical day on the streets of East Orange? Well, what time of year you what time of year would you say um it depends on the time of year i mean really yeah. so it's like summer like worse than uh spring or sure. like, oh so summer is when most of the issues happen everybody's outside everybody's drinking everybody's hot cuz they don't got air conditioners so imagine you hot as hell and you drunk it's like people inside with their families like look like considering now, look at um, look at this pandemic, right? Right. Everybody's cooped up in the house all day, then they realize they don't like their significant other like that, and they realize the space is what was keeping their relationships afloat. Right. So imagine you home all day with your significant other, and the only thing that's open is the liquor store, the laundromat, and food spots. You gonna drink all day, get drunk, and then that's when a lot of domestics happen and whatnot. You know, regular summertime, everybody want to be outside. And, you know, a lot of people being out in the street is their livelihood. They just love being out in the street. And, you know, the rules of the street, people see one person, see somebody they don't like, words get exchanged. Next thing you know, whole families are fighting each other. Right. So have you, have like, I know you just spoke about domestic. Have you guys seen an influx in domestic cases during the corona? Hell yeah. Okay. Um, and what about any other types of crime? Have there been an, like a significant influx in like theft or other things during this time? Yeah, pretty much theft, car thefts, thefts. Um, not not people getting mugged because people not outside like that, but you got people that take advantage of the fact that they know everybody's home, so they just break into cars and stuff. Okay. Um, so I know I'm sure you've seen a lot of the things that's going on in media. Um, I guess 
first I want to talk about Ahmad Arbery. I really hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, but that's the, the young man who was murdered by the two white guys while he was jogging. Um, what are your feelings about, I think gun laws are pretty strict in New Jersey. They're not as, um, as like, um, lenient as in like Southern states, but what are your opinions on, um, stand your ground states and things of that nature? I think some people abuse it. Okay. Because like, so with that situation, I really didn't really read into it like that. You know, I just seen like, you know, his picture posted, um, you know, people doing the jog in memory of him. But if I'm not mistaken, I just want to get this straight. So he went, he was jogging and then the father-son duo said that he matched a burglary suspect. Right. right. They are not law enforcement. <laughs> they, were, they were former law enforcement, right? I believe so. Um but they said that he looked suspicious, like somebody who had been, I think, breaking in to the neighborhood or something like that. It's always that story, unfortunately. And they approached him and then... And then they approached him and they um, they shot him. Okay. Um, and I'm just, I don't know how it was because there was a third accomplice. So like um, the third person recorded it. Even though he was with them, he recorded it. And I guess later on, because this happened back in February, but later on he chose to release the footage um, to, I guess, free himself or rid himself of guilt. Um, and I don't know. It just seemed really planned. Like, I just don't understand how you just drive around with your shotgun ready to kill anybody who looks like, who are you? Yeah, because cause what you said, what you said right there, like something you said was a red flag. So a lot of people always be like, um, he was look, he was like looking suspicious, like he's a suspicious male. Rule number one, and like I'm, I'm going to tell people this. There is no such thing as a suspicious person ever. When it your, comes to looks. Yeah, your actions can be suspicious. Right. Right. There's nothing against the law wearing a black hoodie, wearing a, well, look, look now, you're wearing a mask. There's nothing against the law about being in the gang, nothing like that. That's the one thing people get mixed up. People be like, oh, you stopping me because I look suspicious? No, what you're doing is suspicious. Like, if there's a dude walking down the street with a hoodie over his head, so what? Now, if said dude is walking down the street, going to people's cars, checking their door handles, or going into people's driveways, suspicious. Not him, his actions. That's what he's suspicious. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Right. So with um, Mod, he wasn't doing anything suspicious. He was literally just joking. Right. So their PC, their PC, um, PC is probable cause. Their PC for stopping him was just all the way illegal in the first place. And they don't really have a, like, if they're not active law enforcement, they don't have a right to do that, right? Mm, it's called a citizen stop, but, I mean, still, it's just like, I don't know if they felt like since they were former law enforcement, it was just they, it was just embedded in the head. Because you do got some people that, even though they retired, you know, you've been doing it so long, your instincts just be kicking in when you come in um, with certain situations. So that's but, the thing. A citizen stop is a thing. Over there. Oh, wow. So I guess, I guess, like, I believe with the stand your ground, I could be wrong, but like with the stand your ground states, they're allowed to do citizen stops. 
because um, with, those, with those certain neighborhood watches, they give them that power. Mm. So, but even then, but even then though, like people still get it twisted. Like, oh, I can do a citizen stop, which means I have full law enforcement power. No, you do not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you do not have your cert to arrest somebody. Like, you can't Mirandize somebody. You know what I mean? Right. So I will say this. Um, I don't want to sound ignorant, but like, um, when we while we're on the topic of suspicious looks and suspicious activity, um, I feel like there. I don't discriminate against anybody who looks a specific way, but growing up in the hood, I feel like you know when to cross the street. You know when um, a, a street or a neighborhood is not one that you should be walking in because there's there's the possibility that like you know something might go down if you walk. It's not it's not discriminating. You know you know it's common sense. You know what you know. If you know, my bad. Do people curse on here? Yes, it's okay. okay yeah. <laughs> no, nah, nah, listen. Like, think about this. Like, and I tell people, like, with like with the whole look suspicious or just knowing what you know. Um, I break it down to this: it's common sense. If there's a block that you know niggas get robbed on all the fucking time, would you walk like, like, would you walk on that block? Would you do everything you can to avoid that block? Avoid it, of course. Exactly. You see. Like you, you know, if you notice a trend of like, yo, these guys, people that have been getting robbed to jump, always be getting jumped at this corner by these group of guys on this block at this time of night. If you're walking on that same spot that time of night and you see a group of guys coming, you don't know if it's them, but it's just like, you know, you don't want to take that chance. You just crossing the street. It's nothing against them. You right. just crossing the street. Right. They can't get mad at you. It's your free will. You can cross the street if you want to cross the street. Right. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, though, and I'm not trying to give these guys at all. Please, all of you who are listening, I'm not trying to give these guys a green light to what they did. I think it's despicable. I'm trying to find out now because race is a huge factor when it comes to things of this nature. For some reason, white people are very afraid of of our skin color of us. So my thing is, if we know this and we are privy to this information just based on our instincts, based on our upbringings and our environment, how is a white person, um, and I would do it, it don't really matter what race you are. That's, I feel like that's the difference between black people. Like, I don't look at, like, black people more, so if you white and I don't know who you are and it's a group of y'all and y'all look, like, weird, I'm across the street, regardless. Like, that's just yeah. me being safe. But yeah. how do, how are white people who are not, um, who are not informed or educated, who majority of what they see is negative things when it comes to media about black people, how do they distinguish then? What should they do or what could they possibly do to not be so damn ignorant? Understand us, understand the area. Like take the time to like research, find out like don't, like, don't watch a, like an NBA, a NBA young boy video and think, oh, that's every 20 something year old black right. man in America. Because that's like me watching some random rock video and thinking that's every single white boy in America. Right. You know what I'm I went to Rutgers in New Brunswick and I went in there, you know, 
coming from EO thinking, I right, all white boys chug beer, do this, do white boy hick shit. And then I found out some of them was just like, just regular. You know what I mean? I thought they all rode skateboards and shit and named Chet. Chet. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some of them was just like, nah, bro, that's that. Even some of them told me, they'd be like, nah, bro, that's that white, that's that white guy shit that everybody thinks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we all have, we all have stereotypes of each other. Right. For sure. That right. we talk about either openly or in private. Right. But we, you know what I mean? Like, my my thing is, like, don't judge a book by its cover, for real, for real. Right. Especially not with, you can't, ju- and judging is one thing. Committing an act of violence based on this this uh, notion or whatever your ideas are is really wild, intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, what do you feel about uh, cops who who do what I just described? Like they're in positions of power and they kind of stereotype all the time. What are your opinions on that? They're stupid. What they're doing is illegal and violating people's rights. Cause it's like, you have to, some cops have never been in a position of power before and they don't realize how much power we have and they let it get to their head or they just have that complex. It's just like, Oh, I'm the commanding such and such. Right. Everybody listen to me. Now, when you're in a situation, yes, you have to control the situation. Right? Like, at the end of the day, if you're in a situation, everybody wilding and you there, what's the point of you being there? You might as well not be there. Right. Okay. You have to assert yourself. You have to keep control of the situation. So now, what that entails, it varies. It could just be like me telling you, like, I come to your house, you have an issue, but you come into the door yelling all crazy. I want everybody to fuck out my house. Ma'am, calm down. No, fuck all that noise up. Ma'am, relax. Ma'am, I can lock you up for obstruction because you're obstructing me from doing what I have to do. Oh, no. All you cops ever do want to lock somebody up? You in my face. You're not respecting my space. You look like you're about to swing on me. And now I got to put you in handcuffs. Why? It's not a power thing. I gave you warnings and stuff. Even though you was the caller, you still didn't listen to my actions. You was obstructing my investigation. And that's what I put you in handcuffs and detained you for. But at the end of the day, I gave you clear warning. I said, you know what I'm saying? I didn't just yoke you up and throw you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then, and then, that, and then that's, yeah, that's another thing like people don't understand like the the fine line of what obstruction is because we're in an era where everybody says you can't lock me up for that yes we can i have a, <laughs> I have a, I have a no it's dead ass i have a big ass we all have a big ass book of rules and regulations like i read that shit all the time you'd be mind blown on what i can lock you up for but People just have the, it's like, what is it? It's like a YouTube lawyer, just whatever. It Like, that. that's the thing that kills me with a lot of people. The, I know my rights people, which I said, it's not wrong with that. Know your rights. Right. But don't say, don't say you know your rights and have no proof behind it. Mm-hmm. Like every, on a regular, I just be like, sir, stop, da, 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 I can lock you up for this, is that, that, and the third. I give you a full, me. I give you a full-blown explanation of what I can lock you up for. 
and then I get you can't lock me up for that. Why? Cause you can't. Mm. And I'll take you to court if you do it. All right, go ahead. Sit in front of a judge and be like, he can't do that because he can't. People threaten to take me to court all the damn time. Haven't been there once. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I know my job. I'll never wrongfully have locked somebody up. Ever. So do you think that a part of that, um, that blame is to be placed on like media and sensationalism and how they show things. Yes. Because just like, just like today I had multiple situations like that. Like, you know, I tell people like, yo, y'all watch too much movies. It don't work like that. Mm. You know how we watch, you know how you see a funny movie, girls with guy, guy cheats on girl, girl tells her best friend, Oh, girl, fuck him. Let's go throw a rock in his window. You do it. It's funny in the movie. But then in real life, you find out who done it. You lock the friend and the girl up. They're looking at you sideways. But he cheated on me. Okay, but you fucked his shit up. Right. Criminal mischief and property damage. And he decided to press charges on you. Now, look, you got your little revenge, but now you and your friend locked up for the night. Right. And then I saw something like, I watch too much movies. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, the idea of like, like we spoke about domestic violence. Like people be thinking like, if you call us, people, people think if they call, people try to use us as, as leverage in an argument. Like if you call us and we walk through the door, lock him up. No, I can't do that. I got to figure out what happened. Mm. But I said, lock him up. He's right there. And then you find out the story. And then you find out the caller done beat up the person who they called you to go get. And then you end up locking the caller up. And they're looking at you sideways. And it's just like, well, you called us here. But at the end of the day, we found out. And you admitted to us that you beat up the other person. You know what I'm saying? Right. I done locked up so many women that tried to get us to lock up their boyfriend, their baby fathers, their husbands. Really? But, they found, but they, yeah, but they beat them up, and then when the dude, you know, just been like, "Yo, what the fuck you doing?" Like, "Oh, you cursing at me? I'm calling the cops," and he figured it out. Like, you know what I mean? So how how critical is your your analytical like skills when it comes to like um, assessing a situation? Because have you ever like doubted yourself, or there's a what happens when you're not sure? You call your supervisor. You call your supervisor, and mm-hmm. then you just let them. The best thing to do is just get the story over and over again. Because when somebody's lying, they have to keep the lie going, and that's how I get people. Like the first thing I do whenever I come somewhere. Oh, such and such. Nah, this happened five months ago. No, nah, what happened right now? Because mm-hmm. you gotta. You got to you gotta cut to the meat and bones because people be coming to you want to tell you about shit that happened five years ago, 10 years ago. No, what we talking about? What we doing right now? You get what I'm saying? Right. What happened? Oh, he threatened my life, blah, blah, blah. All right, how, how long ago did he do it? Three days ago. Oh, all right, so for three days, you let it, for three days, he, so three days ago, he threatened your life, but you still sleeping with him for the next three days. So everything was gravy then. But he probably said something to you today that you didn't like, so you figured you'd get him locked up. So you just want to make the cry wolf call. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Not yeah. saying I don't believe you. I just got to get the facts straight. 
Okay. Because, you know, a lot of people nowadays, they just want to get that restraining order so they could just have the leverage. You know what I'm saying? People cry wolf to us all the time. Yeah, I can imagine. And, like, coming up, I used to be like, damn, why cops look like they don't care when they be somewhere? And now I understand why. Because you get lied to all the time. Mm. Do you have to do you have to put your emotions in check? Yes. Is that like a problem for you personally? No. No. I don't think that so many at first it was you you get emotionally attached to some shit. You feel bad for people by the end of the day, it's just like you got a job you gotta do. Like I'm sorry I'm not letting you talk about everything that happened years ago or I'm not like giving you my shoulder to cry on. It's just like, look, I got to get to what's get, get to, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get to the facts of everything. Like, you call me here. What do you want? You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not going to be a dick. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm normal. Like, you just talk to me, be cool. But I got to, I got to get, I got to get the story out. Like, what happened? This happened. Yeah, all argue. Did he hit you? Did y'all get physical? Was it verbal? Are y'all good? Do you got a complaint? And that's what you have to hit people with. A lot of people. At, it's, it's easier said than done because, you know, I'm just good at just shutting my emotions away from it. Some people are just in the heat of the moment. You know, tensions are running high. Rents due. Um, sometimes uh, sometimes for the guy, he don't got custody. He can only pick his kids up on the weekend. Most of the times, most of the times, people just mad. You just got to give them a time to cool down. So, like, sometimes you just got to let people vent to you. Right, right. That's sometimes, sometimes they just need somebody to listen to and you know you as the officer you could just be there just to listen you're like you're a part like you're you're the person that's not like involved in their shit and which meant hence that they're, they're more comfortable to talk to you mm-hmm. so like now i want to talk about excessive force um and how so how do you when you're you know trying to i guess troubleshoot an issue how do you determine when to use excessive force and when not to use it? Like, I think a few minutes ago, you gave me the example about the young lady who you would possibly have to put in handcuffs because she's yelling in her face. Now, we see that a lot of times when these officers do have those issues where um, somebody is yelling in their face and disrespecting them and they have to arrest them, the force is like insane. How do you, you know, use your discretion as to whether or not you need to use that? Well, it's just whatever, whatever somebody's giving you legally, we can take it to the next level. So you're in my face. I'm in your face. You're, you're, I'm talking to you. You're cursing at me. I can raise my voice higher. You get in my face and do this. I can put you in cuffs. So if they, if they, do they have to physically touch you or just put your, their hands in your, like your facial area? Either or, but it's just like, first of all, if you touch me, it's over. Like, not, not that it's just like, it's excessive, but it's just like, yo, especially, especially if I'm telling, especially if I'm telling you, like, please keep your distance. Don't do that. Mm. That is a warning. Growing up and even before the job and, like, after the job, it blows my mind 
when I'm telling somebody, yo, please do not come close to me. Sir, put your voice down. Man, put your voice down. No, nah, fuck all that noise. Da, da, da. I'll get locked up today. Da, da, da. And then they look at you cross-eyed when you actually do it. It's like nobody believes that you're going to do it. Like, does, does a civilian yelling at you really get under your skin? No, nah, not at all. As long as you don't touch me. Okay. So some, people, I, no, some people, like I said, some people are different. Some people don't go for that shit. I don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it, it It's like... Me, if you're just yelling, like you, like I said before, you're just venting. You can yell at me all you want. You can curse me out all crazy. I don't care. You know, you could be talking about my mother. I just, I know it's not true. I don't know you. I'm probably never going to see you again. Right. As long as you stay over there and not interrupt what I'm doing, I'm cool with it. I didn't have, I didn't stop so many cars and then people on the sideline reporting saying, oh, look at these fucking pigs or whatever, whatever. I just be like, yo, make sure you at me. Like, I just say dumb. You know what I'm saying? I just make sure. I should. It it pisses people off more that I don't react the way I, they want me to react. It makes them more angry. You can record me all you want doing whatever I'm doing. As long as you stay over there and not try to, like, obstruct my investigation. I tell people, I say, listen, you can record me. Just stay over there so I don't have to lock you up. That's it. Smooth. Just like that. Do you, do you ever feel like... um? Do you ever feel like, um, or have you ever felt like you've used excessive force when you didn't need to? No, I know when to stop. Okay. Um, and do you, do you handle men and women differently? Handle men and women differently? Like in matters of anything like that relates to your position, like. Nah, nah, nobody, like nobody gets special treatment. Like. Like I said, just because you just because you're a woman and you called out like, you know, any if you call man or woman, you you're the victim. You called. You have a problem. I'll come, I'll assess it the same way. But then at the same time, like we said, as far as like, you know, having to do what I have to do, if I have to lock you up and you're a woman, I have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm not I'm not I'm not as far as like what? Uh, excessive force. Like, do you, do you? Oh, no, no, it's not as force needed. Excessive force is going too far. So when you say using excessive force, you don't want to use excessive force. Oh, ever? For yeah. anybody? No, no. That's why it's called okay. excessive force. It's excessive. Okay. You have to use the force needed. It's so, just so common nowadays that I feel like, like. No, it's, it's not. It's not in our handbook. It's not it's like, all right, right here, you use excessive force. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's force needed. It's always the force needed. So excessive force is a issue. That's a problem. Yes, for oh, sure. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's, I always thought that... stop. It's basically knowing when to stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, listen, um, if, if I'm arresting you, like, all right, Ms. Journey, you're under arrest for blah, 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 blah. And I'm trying to handcuff you, and you're like, no, 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 no. All right, Miss Janique, relax, relax. Like, no, you know, I'm. You're already under arrest. You're not gonna resist. We're not gonna do this because then it could just go to something higher. You know what I'm saying? You could be getting arrested for a simple DUI or disorderly, but now you're wilding all over the place. Now you're gonna get hit with resisting arrest 
and I could risk the chance of you hitting me or another officer, then I have to charge you with ag assault on the officer. I don't want to do that. I just want to get you in the cuffs and go. So I got to use the force needed. Mm. Needed. Needed. I'm not going to punch you in your head. Like, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I might have to grab your arm, put it behind you, cuff you real quick, other, as opposed to you just putting your hands and I just cuff, you know what I'm saying? But that that's what was needed. You get what I'm saying? Right. And then, but then for some people, shoot, you might have to get in a fight with somebody because you could, you could be, sir, you're under arrest. They have to be under arrest. Then they start swinging off on you. You're not going to let them, sw- you're not going to let somebody swing off on you and be like, sir, sir, relax. No, I'm swinging back at you. I'm doing what I have to do to get Even you Even that is referred to as a force needed situation. Yes, needed. He's swinging at you with his hands. Technically, I can go a step above and use my nightstick, but it depends on the officer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, you start swinging at me, you get in the back. Me and my partner, whoever is there, you get in the back. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to knock me out and take my gun and do whatever. Right. And that's why people just be like, why y'all fight so hard? We can't lose because you got to think about it. Do you want me to get in a fight with a guy in the alley? He beats me, then he takes my gun, and now he's running the streets. Right. But people don't see You know what I love, though, that you just said? It's not necessary. Like, you have a different mind, and you can just sense that because you didn't say he beats you and he takes your gun and kills me. You're worrying about the community. And a lot of these officers, their mentality is not really focused on keeping criminals or keeping the people who they perceive to be criminals away because of the community. It's more of a me thing. And I know y'all care about your life. Everybody should care about their life. Um, But it's just a difference that I think is noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, our safety, our safety is paramount. Like, at the end of the day, I want to go home. I want to come home here to my right. nice room and relax. And But, you know, you just got to think about, like, your area. Like, a lot of people, like, a lot of people, they just be like, what y'all here for? Y'all don't do, like, nothing happening. Y'all don't do anything. Okay. Nothing's happening. That's a good thing. Right. Like, like people, will, it, people will see me sitting somewhere in the car. And like everything's quiet and cool, and they just looking at me like I can't sit there. Like, what you want? You want me to be locking somebody up again in the in the car chase right now? Like, the job. It's like there's no, there's never no in between. It's like you either have a crazy ass day or nothing happens. You know what I'm saying? People think we just be jumping out of windows, (laughs) fighting fifty dudes a day. I mean, depending on the town, you probably get into some shit like that. But it's just like sometimes it's really just downtime. And we appreciate that. We don't want nothing to happen. I pray every day when I come in that no calls be out on the on the board. But that's not the way life works. You know right. what I'm saying? Somebody's going to get into a car accident. Somebody's car going to get broken into. Somebody's going to get into a dispute. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's gonna pass. You gotta go to that. Like, do you do you work with cops who are not from East Orange? Yeah. That okay. Um. Do you feel like you you have um like 
some type of leverage, you know, in your job because you serve the community you're from? Mm. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, as far as knowing people, but there are some officers that's not from East Orange that's been there and they got they got familiar with their communities. You would think they from there. Okay. I, I just wonder, um, because I guess my next question kind of relates to back again to like the race thing. Like, um, are there a lot of white officers in East Orange? Yeah, there's a good amount. Can oh. you still see me? Yeah, I can still see you. But okay. you're frozen. I could just I'm hear you. Oh, give me a second. Um, so there's a lot of, um, there's, there's white cops, and I think that they don't blend well. Sometimes I feel like they don't blend well in urban it, communities. It depends on the cop. It depends on how much he wants to be in the community and how much he wants to relate with the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, it'll throw some people off. It'll make some people angry. You in your neighborhood, urban area, and you see a white cop, it throws you off all the way. But most of the officers in my department, they're there. They blend right in. It's, um, it's just another street. They know all the dudes on the street. They know all the dudes that be hustling on the block, all that stuff. Very familiar with them. It depends. And not even just white. Just like you know, you you can be a black dude not from the area that you police and you could like not blend well because you're not from there. You don't know nobody. Right. You get what I'm saying? It's up to you. Like, look, you're going to work in this town for how many years you choose to. You might as well get familiar with the area, the streets, the people, the culture. Right. So do you find that race is a significant factor in police matters in the state of New Jersey? Race? Mm-hmm. Like, as, like, much as, as much as it is, like, down south? No, not really. No. Mm. Okay. So what are some misconceptions about the blue life um, that, you, that you might want to clear up or that you think people have? I know you just talked about – we just cleared up the whole excessive force thing because I, I was using the term incorrectly, and I didn't even know. But what are some other – misconceptions that you think people have that misconception well that we love locking people up we don't mm -hmm. it's 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 just that we, we we never wanted to get like that like we don't come on the scene wanting to lock everybody up we just want to go home on time like we don't want to shit show then we ain't trying to cat like we 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 ain't we don't want like it's like you don't want a situation that could have been like squashed to blow up into something big but what people don't understand is you going to jail or not depends on you sometimes all a person got to do is shut the fuck up that's all they got to do but they keep going and going and going you get what i'm saying Mm. you arguing with somebody the other person called the cops i get on we get on scene we trying to get the story i'm talking to one person you on the porch fuck that bitch i don't give a fuck that man relax 
no, fuck all that noise. You run over trying to hit her. Now you on the ground getting handcuffed. Now you spending, what's today? Today's Mother's Day. You spending Mother's Day in the cell. Right. And all you had to do was just shut up. Let me get both sides. But now you locked up. Get what I'm saying? Or you want a car stop. I'm talking to the driver. The person in the back seat got something to say. Somebody in the front seat got somebody something to say. You know what I'm saying? Or even the driver themselves. You know, so like people's mouths get them. What I'm hearing is that a lot of time people's mouths get them in a lot of trouble. Yes. Okay. And then you don't even know what we want. Like even like even on a even on a traffic stop, like this conception of what you stopped me for. Yes. Let's clear that up. <laughs> that with me, the minute you say that to me, you get a ticket. Like straight off the bat. All you gotta do is be cordial. Like even like even if you say that in a nice way, you'll be good. But the people like if you start off with an attitude as soon as you get pulled over, like think about it. We can give you summonses for anything. Like you can literally get a summons for any little thing. Like everybody's car got a violation somewhere. There's no perfect car. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes Sometimes we just want to advise you about something, but then the person does this and then they get more. You know what I'm now, my question is, now you saying that somebody with an attitude may possibly get a ticket because they just have a nasty attitude. No, no, is- no. they'll have a violation. Oh, like, okay. so you mean like if, if something was wrong and they had an attitude, you're most likely going to give them the ticket. Yeah. But if something is not wrong, you're not just going to give them a ticket. Yeah, because if I'm pulling you over, there's a reason I'm pulling you over. I can't pull you over for no reason. There has to be a probable cause. PC is but you, you, you are aware that some cops do stop people for no reason. For no reason? Yeah. But what do you mean, like, no reason? Like, what if some people have told you? Because there has to be a reason. Because Well, I just mean, like... I I just feel like there are many uh, traffic stops in which um, people allege that, you know, there was really no reason for me to get stopped. And here's I, why I think that's bullshit, because if there was no reason, why didn't they take that up with the department or whatnot? Because if a cop pulls you over for no legitimate reason. Well, some of them end up dead, like Philando Castile. Yes. But I tell people, like, I try, I tell people, like, yo, you know, instead, like, find out what you're getting stopped for, but do it the right way. First of all, show your documents. For some reason, nobody wants to do that. Like, look, I introduced myself to you. I identified myself to you. I have to figure out who I'm talking to. A lot of people, when I stop, I guess I'm giving, I guess I'm giving a car stop etiquette one-on-one. Usually when you just get stopped, I tell people to make the shit smooth, to not give the cop no reason to be agitated or whatever. Just give your documents. If you know everything on you is good, what do you have to hide? Everybody's just like, what? I'm going to stop you, but I I want you to continue. Only because I want to speak for the people. I feel like what's happening is there, there's this revolving uh, door of misinformation um, or just like emotions. So a lot of times I think that people find that, um, when they get pulled over, they should know what they're getting pulled over 
first. So my first question is, when you pull somebody over, are you required to tell them what you're pulling them over for before asking them for identification? No, I'm not. I can, I have to verify who you are. Okay, so that is your, your position is you have to verify who the person no, that's is. That's what you person. have to do. You have to, ver- you have to verify who you're talking to because I can stop, like I can, I can run your plate and it comes back suspended, but you're not the registered owner. Okay. You, get, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you're driving your mom car, but her registration is, um, let's say you're driving your mom's car and then I run the plate and the registered owner comes back suspended and I come to the car. It's not you. Okay. Now I got to find out who you are because I have to know who I'm talking to. Okay. Um, then once we get past that, Miss Jernique, this is what I stopped you for. I see that you're not the registered owner. I'm going to let you go. You get what I'm saying? It's okay. not nothing like, I'm not trying to, like people be thinking like, people be acting like they're El Chavo. Like, why you got to know my name? Why you got to know this or that? I'm like, bro, calm down. You acting like you just robbed a bank. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I just got to know who I'm talking to. That's a lot of the sensationalism, though. Like, because that's what they see. People be wilding like they got mad warrants under their names, but you ain't got nothing wrong. It's just like, bro, like, why are you so scared? Like, somebody will straight up witness something. Hey, bro, can I just get your name for a quick? Uh, 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 bro, nothing, nothing is going to come of it. It's just going to say you was there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people get scared like you're going to get pulled to the to the stand and testify. If it is that type of thing, you'll get notified about it. But other than that, like, sometimes we just have to mark in our report, like, who you spoke to. Okay, now, like, my next question regarding this is, do you think that there's, like, a battle of ego and fear? Because, like, I, we're speaking about sensationalism, but it's a real thing that people die over traffic stops, like, at the hands of cops. So do you think that... And then it, now, and then, and then, with that being said, the people—it—it's it, just like people would just be like, "Yo, could these cops be wild?" I'm just like, "Yo, don't give him, don't give them a chance to wow." Like, yo, especially like those cops, like you said, that just be doing shit for no reason or just extra jumpy. Right. Like, if you notice the cop is jumpy, don't give him a reason. Put what that, about the me. people who don't give any reason and still it still ends up bad? Now, listen, that is what I can't control. That is so unfortunate. But it's just like, because it's just like, it's just like people that just, you know, just live in a bad neighborhood and they're just chilling in the house and then they get caught by like a straight bullet. There's nothing they could do about that. Certain things you can't do about that. I'm just saying, put yourself in the best position possible okay. to lower that chance. Well, first and foremost, just cooperate. I always told my friends, listen, if something gets crazy and the cop starts wilding on you, want to cuff you and put you in the back of the car, don't fight. Let it happen. Because at the end of the day, it's being recorded. Have somebody else record. But at the end of the day, they can never say whatever force they use, whatever excessive force, if they use it on you, they can never say you did anything crazy back. You know what okay. I'm saying? My friends be like, my friends be like, what would you do if you was in my position? If cops were going crazy on me, doing all that, I'll just be like, sir, I'm complying. Sir, all right, get the fuck out the car. All right, get the fuck the Whatever. At the end of the day, whatever you did was illegal as shit, but I never fought you back. You get what I'm saying? Now, you give people leeway when you start doing, yo, what the fuck you doing, man? 
Now they're going to be like, you resisting doing this, that. And the mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. We're human. We respond to certain things like you're human. Somebody does something, you push back. But you know, yeah, I'm so happy that I'm not a man um, because I, me and my friend have this argument all the time. And everything that you're saying, I think, is what she agrees with. And I'm like, I just don't feel like I feel like respect and kissing ass are two different things. And I think that in in many in not many cases, but I feel like in some cases, it's like in order to you know, maintain a cool situation, I got to kiss ass. And it's like, damn, if I'm not doing nothing, why do I have to be calm? Like I respond to injustice in an irate way. I don't, I don't, my body won't even allow me to be physically calm when I feel regularly offended. So like there's fear, there's um, questions, there's all these type of emotions running through somebody's mind who might feel that this is unwarranted and they can't control that. Um, it, that's what I say is sometimes it's a battle of egos because it's like, I didn't do nothing. Like, what's happening? The cop is like, Ayo, you need to calm down. And it's like, but I didn't do anything. Like, this is why I'm mad. Like, how? Yes, but it's just like, but it's just like, yo, this is some this is like, yo, let me explain. But like you said, some people just won't calm down and then it gets escalated into something else. And then now it's just like, now I can never get a chance to tell you why I was trying to tell you to calm down before I had to take action. You get what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't almost had to lock people up over the fact that they just had a brake light out. And I'm just like, Hey, how you doing? Officer such and such. Like, why the fuck you stopping me? All this crime. I'm just like, yo. I'm just trying to tell this dude his brake light is out. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, I have to do my procedures. I have to follow my set of rules. That's like how you would follow your set of rules at work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we got we got rules we have to follow. Okay. So you guys have to be compliant on your end. And it's yeah, not always being an asshole. Yeah, it's not me being an asshole. I have to do what I have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like yo, I have to. If you don't do things in the correct order, could you possibly get in trouble? Yeah, you always get in trouble. You, yo, getting in trouble is so easy, and we don't get regular. We don't get regular trouble. We can face charges. We can face charges too, just like how y'all can. Mm-hmm. You can get charged for not getting somebody's document. You can get charged for like, um. Like not asking certain questions, not doing this on the call, not doing that, not taking this proper actions. Like, yo, you can lose your job like that. Mm. And like, no, that's why we have to do what we have to do. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you do you do you ever like curse at uh, citizens, civilians, I guess, or like speak to them disrespectfully? No. You try it. You you don't. No, because both of us cursing ain't going to solve nothing. Right. So you have to really maintain your ego, maintain your emotion, and make sure you're in check. Yeah. Because most, most of the time, I already know what's going on. So I already know why they wilding and getting hyped up. 
you is know. there anything specific that you do to maintain that peace and that uh, not necessarily calmness but just you know like i feel like it's a very good quality for a cop to have and all of y'all don't have it um yeah. so like how do you maintain that like outside of work no like during oh, work in oh in yeah. the moment mm-hmm just realize it ain't yo you 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 get frustrated yeah but you just gotta realize that if everybody's yelling all hell's gonna break loose and you have to lock somebody up and do a report you don't want to do right and this is going back to your statement of the misconception that y'all don't want to lock people up yeah. it's not a joyous thing like oh my god do y'all have to meet certain lockup quotas no oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm just three. What about tickets? Tickets, yes, right? No. No ticket quotas. My check don't change. But but is your supervisor expecting something? It depends on where you are. Mm. Like, okay. if you're, like if you're a traffic officer and that's all you're assigned to do, of course you're required. But it's not like we're going to reach 300 tickets by this Wednesday. Like, no, it's not like that. It's okay. just whatever violation you see. <laughs> I've been watching too many shows. Is it? Yo, like, people be <laughs> like, yo, y'all stay pulling people over. Y'all got a quota? No, you ran the red light. Fuck. <laughs> like, people, yo, it's funny. Like, people see everything we do, but they never see nothing they do. What that cop stop you for? Some bullshit. Let me see. Oh, ran the stop sign. Your license was suspended. You had no seatbelt on and you was on your cell phone. Ignore all that shit. Nah, he was on some bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Nobody ever want to look. Like, when people tell a story, like, a lot of people that don't know, like, a lot of people that I meet for the first time, like, in public settings, like, if I go to get-together, parties, whatever, or I'm in a restaurant, I just overhear people and they just tell stories. They leave out so much shit that I want to ask but it's just like, it's just none of my business. Like, yo, man, this nigga started wilding on me. Blah, 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 blah. He came up asking for my ID. And I want to be like, well, what were you doing for him to ask you that? Hmm. I'll never tell you. Nah, they was just dick riding. That's okay. another question I have. So if there's a dispute going on, like, because I saw this video, um, I think it was like people at Popeyes and like maybe Popeyes called the police or whatever. And there was a boy in line and he kept the cop, the cops came in and um, the cops kept asking the boy for his ID. Now um, he just kept saying, I don't want to give it to you. He's like, I, I, I did not do anything wrong in this establishment. I do not want to give you my ID. And um, I didn't. I don't know when the video started to be recorded, but they had not put hands on him, and they were just like standing, you know, um, across from each other. And he's just like, um, "I don't want to give you my ID. I didn't do anything. I don't know why they called you." And the cops kept asking, and he wouldn't give it. And then the situation turned physical. Okay. So, so with that, so it's just like, what's the nature? I would ask, what's the nature of the call? Because what is Popeye's calling to ask her to do? Is the male being disorderly? Is he is he trying to steal something? Is he harassing other customers? Like, that's the shit. Like, sometimes dispatch will send you somewhere 
And then they just be like, they just, uh, Popeyes wants a meal removed. Now it's up to you to be like, see me, I'm just like, okay, why do they want him removed? Can I get a description of the meal? And don't just give me black mail. Like, come on, right. give me a clothing description. What was said, what was whatever. So now when I get to the scene, I have an idea. Sir, um, and I won't even ask for your ID for us. Like, sir, um, can I just talk to you for a second? I'm just inquiring. Can I just talk to you for one second? Listen, bro, I'll take you to the side. I won't, I don't want, I don't like making nothing to a big spectacle because most of the times when I walk through the door, everybody starts recording anyway. So it's already a damn spectacle and my camera's recording. But it's just like, I'm trying to make it as personal as possible. It's just like, hey, man, listen, is everything good with you? Yeah, everything's straight. All right, cool. I just got a call from Popeye saying that you were a little loud or whatever. Is everything straight? Like, are they getting you service soon? Are they getting you service? Do you have a complaint against them that you're here for? Is there somebody here you're not cool with? Just mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, sounds awesome to me. Get, 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 get the, like, figure out what's up. I'm not going to run up on you on some G.I. Joe shit. Right. And, it, and that's like half the cops in that video, that's what they did. And it was and that's like, what I'm you got to learn how to assess the situation. Like, I'm happy I had one of my good friends, you know, I have a few good friends. They trained me and they taught me like, yo, you don't got to come G.I. Joe into every damn situation. Figure out the scenario. I'm from the like, act like you from there. I ain't going to come at you like. Sir, come over here. I'm like, yo, my man, come here real quick. I'm just going to talk to you. I'm me. At the end of the day, I'm me. I'm going to talk to you as I would talk to you if I wasn't in my uniform. It's like, yo, my man, come here real quick. I just talk to you two seconds. You know, me and my sister say, I'll come to you too. Let me talk to you two seconds style real quick. Like, listen, blah, 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 blah. You fine. You good. You straight. Is this what you want? Go to the manager. Listen, all he wanted was da, 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 da. Can we get him taken care of so we can get him out the way so you can keep serving your customers? Boom. That's it. What if now, the store manager says they don't want the, even though you didn't see anything, what if the store says they don't want to serve him? You you can tell him that and he has to leave, right? Cause yeah, because they don't gotta serve you. Okay. Like that like really at the end of the day. And if he has a problem with that, he can take that that's that becomes a court matter after that. Right. We we can't hand, nothing criminal happened. Right. But it's like by law, like they don't they they if a store has the right to refuse to serve you, then they can. And then I was just like, Yeah, my man, they don't gotta serve you, so you know, you gotta go. And then if you don't wanna go, then that's when That's when it's problematic. Instruction, like sir, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like I don't wanna have to make an unnecessary arrest for something I could just go to court for. Or you can just go to another Popeyes. Right. Um I tell people like, yo, just go to another Popeyes. Yeah, because once you start acting crazy, I know a lot of people stay in situations like that because of, of ego and principle too, because they're like, I didn't do anything wrong. But once you act funny to me, I'm out of your store. Like, I don't even want to give your location any business. Exactly. It's, it is an ego that like, bro, why are you staying here? Or most of the times it'd be these little rinky dink chicken shacks. Like, bro, like, like, I know you get something else. Like, come on, man. And I tell people that. I remind you why you're wilding. You're wilding over some nine-piece chicken. Right. Everything that's going on right now, wilding over nine-piece chicken. You're risking getting arrested over some nine-piece chicken. Just imagine how 
stupid that sounds. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's a lot of these things you see online with that. It's just like the situations don't even be a big deal. But then it gets escalated like that. And then they'd be like, cops arrest people for no reason. No. I go back to my, my, my point. There's a fine line. That line of obstruction is thin. Mm. And it's just like, bro, I'm not locking up because I wanted to. You just being disorderly right now. Right. Getting your point across and being disorderly are two different things. Now, uh, is there, back to this, you guys getting in trouble, is there ever a scenario where, like, maybe a, a person is getting rowdy and you choose, like, I'm, I don't want to arrest this person. You could possibly get in trouble for that. That's neglecting, yeah, that's like neglecting the duty because it's just like, okay. Right now you left that person there. You didn't solve anything. Okay. And now let's say, God forbid, he gets more agitated and he starts beating people up in the store. You know? Um. So I feel like... You- I feel like you cleared up a lot of like misconceptions um, in general, like about blue life. Um, but I kind of just want to end with um, like just your take on what it means to be a good cop and what it means to be a bad cop. If what you're doing is going to disgrace your family, your badge, your department, no, think about it like this before you do anything. Is it going to disgrace you, your family, your department, and your badge? Every decision you make. And is it legal? Mm. That's so the difference. You think that every cop should ask themselves that question as they make decisions? Mm-hmm. Will you live with what you're about to do? Mm. And do you think, do you do, you think that there's a, do you think there's a huge issue with law enforcement in America? Yeah. Okay. People that don't do the right thing. And do you, how do you think that issue can be solved? Like, what do you think, you know, the precautions that can be taken? To try to make law enforcement better? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we know there's a yin and yang to this world. It doesn't matter what job, what entity of life, there's always people who are going to do wrong by it. But this one, this career, this field is, is he- heavily influences the lives and the livelihood of many people. So that's why I feel like people, you know, t- it, they make such a big deal about it. If you work at a grocery store and you're still in groceries, it's not the right thing to do, but you're not really harming somebody's livelihood or their life law enforcement has the power to do that um so yeah what do you think can be done education 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 reiterating what you can and cannot do to officers Mm. um like i said knowing knowing the difference of doing something you can live with for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? And having to realize like everybody's not like these people aren't animals, they're human beings. Right. Be, be assertive without being violent. Be assertive without being violent. I like that. 
know your job and then for and then for civilians what i could tell people to like like don't don't be mad don't think we're all the same you know what i'm saying it's like me getting hurt by one woman and saying y'all all the same because y'all quick to say no we're not oh i'm not like her it's the same thing with cops I'm not that cop that stopped you and beat you up 10 years ago. We just happen to do the same profession. Right. You know what I'm saying? We have a set, we have set rules that we got to follow, which is online. Everybody can look up title two C New Jersey and title 39. Actually, no, you know, the book, you know, the book that you get in the DMV for driving to, mm-hmm. to practice the test. That's title 39. People only read what they have to read to pass the test you keep reading the book is all the summonses you can get. And then I tell people like, if you go online and look at title two C, that's basically the handbook of what we can and cannot do. And I tell people like, it's public information. It is so public. It's ridiculous. Like you can look up statues for anything. And I tell people like, yo, if you're really unsure about something of what you can and cannot get arrested for, just look up title two C. You can just read up off on it because you you can't you can't walk around with this mentality like everybody it's like everybody know our jobs but if you know like I was asked people then all right then what can you lock somebody up for now? because how everybody wants us to do our job is yeah I want us to stop crime without stopping anybody mm. or addressing stuff you know right something happens y'all not around y'all not doing nothing y'all never do shit as soon as we stop a group of guys that doing something suspect or they match whatever they match the the, they match the identity of the people committing these crimes y'all always violating somebody's rights no we're not trying to catch a crime And that's so, one last that's one last issue too. I thought you was gonna ask about the idea of like the um the the um and and I guess it goes to um his name is Ahmad, right? The yeah. one that just moved him like that. Like mm-hmm. the whole fitting the description thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get sensitive with that. And I wanna tell them like it is there is a line between identification like um the description of somebody and and profiling. Mm-hmm. Me, I have to go off of what I work with. If there's a dude robbing people crazy in the area, and the only description is he's six foot two, six between six two and six five, reds and wears a cami camo jacket, I'm gonna go for people close to that description. I'm not doing it because I'm just stopping every black man. No, the the suspect in question just happens to be that. If the suspect in question was white, I'm going for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just so happy. Like sometimes it really be sounding like the same description, just different clothes. Mm. You have to use your common sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to figure, you have to, you got to use what you got, work with what you're working with. You know what I mean? Right. It's not nothing against you, man. It's like I had that today. 
I went to a gas station and it was a dispute. And I got there and then the dispatch told me it was a guy, it's the guy with the red hoodie and red striped pants. I grabbed him, I questioned him, I did all that. And then they said, oh no, it's not him. The store, the store owner came out, I was like, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, it's somebody else. I let go of the kid. I said, listen, man, I'm sorry about that. You were described in my investigation. I got nothing against you. I just let him go on his way. I just let him know, like, it's yeah. not personal. But imagine if that boy would have wilded out because he knew it wasn't him, though. No, he had every right. I told him, I said, bro, you have every right to be mad at me, and I apologize for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to realize what I was told. It's common sense. Like, I wish, I wish people could ride around with me. <laughs> it's just like it would open your eyes if like if y'all was just in our shoes for a day right. you know imagine you riding down the street and you got a call woman just got raped do man's wearing a bape yellow hoodie with red pants and he just walks right past your car so you're just gonna let him walk right past you right right <laughs> i get it i mean and at the end of the day it's um, weird because that is how y'all solve crimes <laughs> like yo what there is a victim and there is an actor, and we ask, dispatch, give us a description. That's what we have to work on. We just can't grab people and be like, yo, did you just rape this person or did you just rob this person? No. How tall is he? What's his skin tone? What's his hair type? Does he have facial hair? Does he have tattoos? This is it. You know what I'm saying? Now, like, damn, y'all stopping every black man out here with a hoodie? No, he was described as having this specific kind of hoodie, this color, this marking on it. And I'm sorry, my man, you just happen to have it on right now. If it's not you, you good. That's it. Nothing against you. Damn. And, 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 you know, the way I'm delivering it to you is pretty, like, basic and dumbed down, but a lot of people don't think like that. People take it to the temple. Right. But it's not their fault because you have some people in my position that took it to that exactly and i have to deal with that i have and i understand that like i'm i feel like how obama felt like when he took over after george bush remember he had to clean up most of his shit right so you like, always you always feel like you're cleaning up dirty cop shit or per- perception perception mm-hmm. yeah but thank you so much for doing the show i really appreciate it i feel like it was super informative and I feel like all the listeners will be very informed. Um, I know some people are gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, some pe- a lot of people have questions, and I'm sure when I listen back to it, I'm gonna be like, I should have asked this question, I should have asked that question. But I really appreciate you talking so candidly about mm-hmm. the job and the the state of you know the culture right now as it yeah. pertains to blue life versus all lives, I guess or black lives in particular yeah yeah thank you so much so shout out to everybody that's listening to the this is 30 podcast thank you guys for listening make sure to like subscribe and share the podcast and i will see you next monday have a good day